Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Expansion Pass here on Bossfish Network. I'm your host, the Lightning Side ADV. Joining me, of course, is Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello. I'm here, ready to podcast. Yes. Uh, Corey, do you want to do your Patreon shoutouts first before uh-huh. we get into this? Oh, this topic. Just that we right get to it. it huh? You're not even going to let me like ease into the show and get these open and talk about them? Not, not just yet, because we have an explosive topic after um, something that we did for a standard definition. And we'll give a little bit uh preface about that. Um, but, yeah. I'm excited for this topic. I know. I'm excited, too. Uh, <clears throat> I wish it wasn't so late, but it's fine. We'll muscle through it, as they say. Yes. Uh, anyways, if uh, you head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Network for just a dollar, you get this show and Boss Rush podcast one week early and Standard Definition and After Dark two weeks early. But if you subscribe at the $5 tier... You become a Patreon producer. What does that mean? It means you get your name shouted out on this here program, as well as our other podcasts. So, without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode of Pow Block Expansion Pass are Quentin Jackson, Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, and my wife, Sana Dierig. So... Yeah, I want to thank all of our patrons, all of our Patreon producers. I also want to thank all of our free listeners who continue to listen to Expansion Pass on the Nintendo Power Block podcast free feed uh, a week later than our patrons. Uh, remember, if you like this episode or Nintendo Power Block, please leave us a five-star rating and review. really helps us out. Really appreciate it. Uh, remember, all of our content remains free. We just give you a few extra perks. Over on Patreon. Yes. Back to you, Ed. So, me and Query have been talking about Sega. Sega. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sega. And we were talking about the Sega Genesis in particular. And just going through all the games that Sega has produced, have, you know release on other consoles um kind of their rise and fall in the console market and Corey you mentioned a certain question I should say if Sega came back with another console what games would be on their system yeah I mean it was an interesting thing that we kind of got into on a recent standard definition which uh (laughs) isn't going live for a couple more weeks but uh yeah, we were talking about Sega. We, well, I don't even remember how it came up. I think we were just talking about... Um, oh, we were talking about Sega Genesis and like all the cool... Yes. I was like, man, that episode. I just... I'm not going to lie. I kind of just blanked, blacked out halfway through that episode because I was so <laughs> tired. Uh, similar to this one, but it's fine because energy drinks exist and I'm here. Uh, so... Yeah, and we kind of got talking, and I was, as we were talking, we were writing down all these uh, games for Sega Genesis and how kind of impactful they were, at least to us. Like, 
it just kind of dawned on me that Sega has so many, so many IP, especially now with the, uh, uh, you know, when when Sammy kind of took over a little bit, and then they purchased mm-hmm. Atlas, and uh, you know, they have uh, the studio that made uh, Halo Wars two. I always forget uh, what they're called. They're the RTS studio. And, you know, they just, they have a lot of IP. They have a lot of great studios that are doing a lot of different and unique things. And yeah, I thought this would be a cool expansion pass topic of what if Sega, like if Sega created a console today, like what would their first party lineup look like? And like what franchises would we see come back and what would they look like on, you know, uh, in a 3D uh, a 3D space or an updated space or, you know, just in a modern kind of context, you know, I mean, we, we get Sonic all the time, right? Like Sonic Frontiers is on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, obviously that, the Atlas acquisition with, uh, you know, Persona and, and Shimagami Tensei and Soul Hackers. And, you know what I mean? Like they have this crazy RPG, space now and then the rise of yakuza and judgment and it's just they have so many great things that it's Mm -hmm. it's hard to like man sega has is kind of like they're back in an awesome and unique way and you just don't think about them the way you think about ubisoft and activision and ea and Square Enix and stuff, but you look at Sega and they're like, oh my gosh, they have so much. They have so much, and they're kind of dominating in a lot of different niche spaces, which is making them very successful. So, uh, right, and 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 Japan, they still have a presence in the arcade. In the sense, they have an arc. They they still are making arcade games, and this is outside of pachinko games and stuff like that. So, they're still kind of big. In the gaming space, mm-hmm. you know, we went before they went third party. Um, you know, Dreamcast was on its last leg, and then once they started p- putting out games for Nintendo, there it, it kind of seems like they were getting back on track of being back in the black. Because how how do all of those years after you become third party financially seems seems to be stable enough for you know, for them to buy to buy Atlas was a really big shot. You wouldn't expect it, no one to buy Atlas. Well they took a think? they took a chance, right? I mean like Persona three became and Persona three and four on PS two were extremely big and or not I mean not extremely big, but they were extremely well loved and you could see how Persona started becoming kind of I would say like this kind of generation's final fantasy of like these yeah it's it's starting to get super popular people like them uh and then persona 4 golden was like the biggest game on vita which is hilarious that some sort of niche jrpg is the biggest game on your console you know and uh with a with a console that has an uncharted and gravity rush and kill zone and unit 13 that a that a uh you know, an updated version of a PS2 RPG is your biggest game is, is was certainly telling. And so I think Sega saw potential and they took a risk, you know, cause Sega wasn't really doing great financially. 
and they took a risk and they invested and I think I think they made the right moves, you know? It it, it I was thinking about their purchase of Atlas and at that time Atlas really wasn't big. They were still like kind of like almost a small company because mm-hmm. they were only doing stuff for Sony and doing some games not a little bit for well they were doing some games with Nintendo because Trauma Center was one of the Atlas games. Uh, but they space was also in the handheld market with the DS and 3DS in uh-huh. a sense. And so they kind of Atlas you would think that as niche as they was, they were still um, being stable with the games that they were, they were releasing, the money that was getting. So when when I I and I think Platinum Party played a part in this, in a sense, because even though Sega was publishing their games, it kind of felt like right after I believe because they brought I think they brought Atlas after Bayonetta two. Uh, or a couple of years after that, in a sense. So it was kind. Of, it was. It kind of felt like Sega, you know, was somehow still being financial to make games and everything. Um, but for them to go and get Atlas, I think Atlas, and I agree with you, it was a really great decision because I think this allowed Atlas to get more games out everywhere well i mean i think i think it turned atlas from a niche rpg studio to to Mm -hmm. i mean you look at the difference between i know persona 4 was a ps2 game uh and persona 4 golden was a a vita game right i'm not trying to compare them in that sense but like you can tell the budget on persona 5 was way bigger than something on persona 4 right like you could just tell or you look at you look at Shin Megami Tensei Five on the Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And you go back and look at uh, the couple releases that they had on the 3DS, and you're like, "Man, this is this is a big jump," you know? Yeah. And so, uh, so Sega purchased Atlas on November first of 2013 is when the sale finalized, uh, which was, you know, just to kind of give everybody a sense of where things were at at that point i think the wii u had just come out uh, a couple months beforehand uh you know the 360 and the ps3 were on their last years so yeah sega sega made made a made a splash by buying them and they they, they've been succeeding with them so yes so now with this uh, hypothetical console, nothing that Dreamcast Two, <laughs> Dreamcast Two. Uh, I I kind of this is the first thing that came to my mind was does Mario versus Sonic and the Olympics also be be on that the new console that, on Dreamcast out of 2? everything we you could possibly think of that was the first thing that popped into your mind. But because the thing, because the thing about it is, is that that game that, wouldn't exist. No, that game just wouldn't exist. It well, wouldn't exist. Well, well I'm, I'm talking about after, you know, that market came back because there, you know, Sonic, well, Sega and Nintendo over the years have a great relationship. Yeah. Because Sega wasn't making consoles anymore. Well, yes. If, if the Dreamcast, if the Dreamcast was even, 
I would say double as successful as it was, right? To compete with the GameCube and the Xbox in terms of sales. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if if Sega went on to make another box that was comparable to the 360 or whatever, like, Sega games would not be on other consoles. They We would still be talking about, you know, hey, you would have Xbox versus PlayStation and then you have Nintendo versus Sega. I think there would be a two-way, like, a two-fight thing, right? Because, like... Mm-hmm. Obviously, Xbox and PlayStation are trying to be the biggest consoles on the planet, the most powerful, the whatever. And then I think I actually think Sega would have gone the route the way that Nintendo went in a sense of like, we're not going to be the behemoth box. I mean, maybe they they could have been right. I mean, right? They maybe they maybe they would have. Maybe they would have beaten out Xbox, and we wouldn't have an Xbox, right? Like maybe maybe Sega would have done something different there. Uh, but I think. Sega, in a lot of ways, you know, we talked about this a little bit with the with the uh, on the Genesis episode of like how ahead of their time they were in different in different stages of of their their console cycles, right? With, yeah. with Genesis, they had the 32x, they had the Sega CD, which were like they weren't great add-ons, but they were interesting and they were showing us where we were going in the future of games, right? Because then. Yeah. Then you have the garbage consoles like the Atari Jaguar or the 3DO and trying to do these disc-based consoles before the PlayStation, and they were just not great, right? They were they were not good consoles. Uh, but the Sega CD was at least something interesting, and we got Sonic CD, which a lot of people argue is one of the best Sonic games ever made. I kind of disagree with that, but that's a conversation for uh, a separate time. But... Uh, you know they were they were doing these unique things, and then we were talking about Sega, uh, Sega TV, which was essentially Game Pass for Genesis. Yes. For Genesis, they were doing that in the '90s, right? Yes. And then X. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Game Pass. It's a great idea, but like, this wasn't Xbox's idea. This was Sega's idea in the '90s, and they just couldn't, you know, figure out how to make it work because I think they were too quick to the idea um you know and then you look at the saturn and you know i think the surprise release today of a console would be a a, a, it would be the biggest thing in gaming right like Mm -hmm. oh surprise you know switch released a fourth model of 4k get it right now pre-order it right now right that'd be the craziest thing in a quote-unquote great idea in the internet age but at yes. the time right when they announced it they stealth released it and it just didn't do well you know in in the uh, expansion uh memory thing in the back kind of allowed you to do different things and uh then you get to the dreamcast and you had online gaming on consoles for the first time uh you know, Fantasy Star is still huge, right? Uh, they yeah. just released that big patch for Fantasy Star Online 2, uh, the new Genesis pack, which is, uh, you know, free to play on Xbox right now. Sega would be a very interesting console to compete with today with this lineup of stuff, right? I, I, I truly believe Sega could compete. I, I don't, I, and they might be in last place, but they could compete. You know, because uh, Persona wouldn't be on PlayStation, you know? 
it wouldn't well, be on. I mean, obviously it's coming to Xbox now, but it wouldn't be on PlayStation. Yeah. It would be on the Sega console. Yakuza yes. wouldn't be on PlayStation. It would be on the Sega console. Fantasy Star wouldn't be on Xbox. It would be on this new Sega console. Sonic would still be kind of like in there. They would have their Mario Kart competitor. They have their online game. They have their RPGs. They have their, uh, you know, Alex could could easily be a Mario competitor. Uh, Alter Beast or I would say actually Golden Axe could actually be a pretty interesting Zelda competitor in a 3D space. Uh or even Ever Oasis, you could bring that back, and that could be an interesting action well, RPG. Then, like, well, the, well, the, well, the, well, the reason I brought the Mario versus Sonic in the Olympus because that game was super successful. Both games were super because successful. Because it has Mario and Sonic in it. It doesn't mean it's good. Oh, well, yeah. but And, I, the, and but, the phone game did not have Nintendo characters in it, if you remember. The the ports that were not on, on Nintendo consoles mm-hmm. did not have Nintendo characters in it. Was it just Sonic at the Olympics? It was just Sonic at the Olympic Games, and it was just the Sonic characters. It was the same exact game, and they just pulled all the Mario characters out. Well, I think now with Nintendo kind of want to lease some of their characters or kind of work a deal out, that's why I was wondering no. with Dreamcast 2, would they do like a port? Or no. not even do Not even do a port. I would say the next Olympic Whenever it comes out, I'm gonna slap thing. you that I stayed up late for, to have this conversation, and this is the game you want to talk about. <laughs> no, because because it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. No, that... it's not because Mario would not exist on Sega. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I'm just I, I was going <laughs> I, I was, I'm asking because of the way that they have that contract set up. Because if Sega's gonna go, I don't know if Sega's still gonna do third party games. No. And first part. No, they would not. I do not think they would. Because what's the point of having your own console then? You would just... I mean, that's why they got out of the console hardware business in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because the R&D was too expensive, the consoles were too expensive, and not enough people were buying them. Right? And that's why you go third party. Uh, I don't know. I just... I think Sega has a lot of interesting IP. I, I have the, the list pulled up right... Like... Well, I, you know, I definitely... I definitely... I think... Definitely, like, sign, sign the game would be there. I really feel like uh, Virtual Fighter would be coming back to the well, system. I mean, they, ha- they have a fr- at least one franchise that can compete with everything on the market right now, right? Like, they have... Like you said, uh, uh, Virtual Fighter that could totally compete with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, right? They have... Uh, House of the Dead, which, you know, and it doesn't have to be a rail shooter. They could totally do a Resident Evil-style Haunted House game, right? They, yep. they could totally do that. Alex Kidd could be your Mario, right? Sonic could be its own thing. Uh, I don't... I, I, I think... I just think they have something everywhere that can compete with at least something on another and, console. And I, and I Sega kind of GT like... could be your racing game. Well, yeah, that'd be that'd be the the, the racing game to go against Forza Motorsport to compete with Forza Motorsport and Gran Turismo Five. I think Sega GT would do it. Yeah, and like Sega GT was good when it came to Xbox, right? Like Sega G- GT two thousand two was one of the first games I owned on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shenmue and Yakuza and Judgment could be your kind of, you know, whatever those ga- <laughs> games are. See, well, see, Shenmue, I think Sega would not touch. Again. I mean, I don't, I don't think Shenmue would come out either. But at the same time, 
I think they just didn't evolve Shenmue because Sega was in a rough place. You know what I mean? Like, th- that game was kind of... Not that it was a great game, but it did a lot of interesting things that games were not doing back then. Yes, know? but it hurt them financially. I, like I agree. Bad. I agree. And a lot of people actually point to Yakuza as, like, the natural evolution of Shenmue. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... Uh, at least zero through six. I know seven is uh, kind of like a JRPG style, uh, yeah, game. But yeah, I mean, you have uh, you have Creative Assembly to do RTS, which would totally compete with uh, Halo Wars or you know uh, uh, whatever Blizzard's putting out. You know, uh, I guess StarCraft. I guess is what you would put out there. Uh, yeah. Streets of Rage could be an awesome you could do a 2d or a 3d game with streets of rage uh, which brings it to brings up the question dot m you does sega snatch them up i mean you totally could i think you could do a bunch of interesting things with classic games versus new versions of these games right you know? and and like we talked a little bit about shinobi right being their ninja gaiden or their darks like their i guess it would be closer to neo than dark souls right but like mm-hmm. they could totally have a hard action rpg that in shinobi so i don't know i i think i think a sega console in 2022 would be way more interesting than in 2012 you know oh yeah i agree i or, truly agree yeah it's uh, just, i think it's, i think i think for me it's just like working the games like Finishing the contracts and finishing the games that's been on other platforms to bring to this new platform. Yeah, it's my thing. Yeah, and I and I and I that's why I wonder like with Sega. I, I'm leaving the Mario and Sonic thing alone because I think we we talked that to them. Um, I think Sega definitely like Jet Set Mo Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Um, you mentioned when we were talking about the Genesis, you talked about a Togi that was on 360 or an Xbox, so that could come over. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's a game called Blood with Tail, which is based off of manga in Japan that Sega mm-hmm. did for PlayStation 2, where you got to defeat like I think 48 demons because they stole your body, your parts of your body, and so you got prosthetic legs, um, to walk around with, but. Your arms are made out of blades to attack, and every time you defeat a demon, you get a body part back. So they got games based off of manga and stuff that could probably come to the uh, console also. Dreamcast, Dreamcast too. Just gonna call it that. Dreamcast too. Um, and I and I and definitely when it comes to ports and stuff, you got like arcade games that they could port over. They mm-hmm. got. You know, probably games that's still from the Dreamcast that never got released that may still be shelved. They could rework those games and bring them out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so one one of the like they literally have something that could match up to everything that Nintendo's doing, right? Like I think Valkyria Chronicles, I think, is more popular than ever with the release of four, right? That could that's totally mm-hmm. that's their Fire Emblem, you know. I, I yeah. I think. Uh, it's crazy looking at this list at how diverse Sonic or or Sega is, you know, like how diverse Trauma Center. Remember the weed, uh, surgery games? Yeah, I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. S- Sega owns that stuff, and that's like 
an interest an interesting different yeah. thing for them. Super Monkey Ball, right? Like Super Monkey Ball is beloved by a lot of people. Yes, it is. Yeah. Man. Uh so I guess like I know we've talked a lot of vaguely about all these franchises. Like what would it what would the console actually look like? I guess we could start there. I I mean, do you think well, they would I mean they they tried the Nintendo thing right with the Nomad, which is mm-hmm. also the Switch idea back in the 90s. Uh like do you think they would do something like that again to try to compete in a handheld space? I I think they would still go CD base in a sense. I mm-hmm. don't think they're they're I don't think they're going to go back to doing cartridges. I think Genesis was the last thing for the cartridge. If they mm-hmm. if we're thinking about like and I think they won't. Whatever they could do to not get their games pirated, mm-hmm. like they did on a Dreamcast. I mean, that's I think... what killed them. Yes. You know? Because um, like, I mean, they were still making consoles at a loss, and they were going to make the sales up on the software, right? And if you can pirate their software for free, you're not making any money. That's what killed them. They sold. I mean, they sold almost 10 million units in a year and a half. That's a ton of units. Yeah, but like, if you're losing, if you're losing money on that many units, right? And you aren't selling software because everybody's just renting it from Blockbuster to bur- like to rip them onto another disc. Mm-hmm. Man, what a shame! What I, I an think, oversight, by the way. I think with the way that consoles are designed now, um. I, I really think they they would I think they they would try to avoid the bulkiness of a PS two a PS five, and I don't think they I don't think they want to have any kind of design like the Series X, so I think they I think they kind of want to make it where it's easier to look at, mm-hmm. um, but not so. Easier to look at while also, I should say, also having a way to place all their chips and stuff. So I think, yeah. I I really think that they may try something like a Switch, but I think they're going to make it a little, I, I don't think it's going to be handheld or something. I think they're going to be like, how do we make a rectangle design? I think, I think it would look like a, I think it it would be a, a look like a little bit of a beefier Series S, but like they would do some kind of like rounded design. You know, I'm just thinking of the way uh, the Saturn looks in particular, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. a black box, but they had some they had some design to it, right? Like the like the rounded kind of uh, where you put the disc in, the top of it was a little bit raised, like the edges were rounded. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I kind of imagine a sleeker version of the Saturn. To be honest with you, uh, well, I, I, I think, I think it wouldn't have like a pop up top. I think it would just be a disc that could slide in. Oh yeah, I actually, yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I, I think, I, I think anybody that does like a pop up lid disc thing anymore is just, yeah. what are you doing? You know, every, it's got to be a, it's got to be a disc. It's got to at least be a disc tray, you know? Yes. If not, if the disc just sucks it in, I really could see them doing something like the Wii, that kind of design. The Wii, uh, yeah, yeah. But it, I, th- I think, 
yeah, design wise. Go on. I think design wise, because I think the Wii is kind of very artistic with that stand, the way that they have it. It's just that sleekness of mm-hmm. the Diag stuff, and maybe have the blue, like the blue. I mean, if they want to rep- have the blue represent um, Sega, they can, or they could, they could change their whatever. I mean, remember I actually, the Wii, the Wii, the disc tray though lit up blue when you had a disc in. Yes. So I mean, Sega could totally do something like that. Yes, because. And I, I believe they'll still do like they'll just use Blu-ray. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. right? you know. Yeah, whatever. I mean, whatever PlayStation and Xbox are using, and be a variation of that, right? Yeah, I would actually. I, I think. Hmm. Cause now do. I, I'm. Th- <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Cause I'm thinking now with the way that Dreamcast had like the VMU. Mm-hmm. Would it be good for them to have a SSD or have like a micro SD card, or even an SD card in general, to save games and stuff? I mean, I, I, I think it would be. I don't know. I I think the VMU was a nice idea, but also those things cost a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I actually think like with the way that. Uh, cloud saves work and everything like i bet it would work honestly i bet if sega was to do a a a handheld again with a console it would work more like the way that the steam deck works actually okay where like yeah you can buy your games on this console or whatever but then you can buy this handheld if you want to play your games on the go you know i i think that's a dumb idea but i think they want their console to be more powerful than a switch I think they would want to be more in line with with Xbox the way the Xbox is, uh, because I think they're going to want to do online functionality with, especially oh, yeah. with, especially with like a Virtual Fighter, uh, would be huge. Obviously, uh, uh, Sega GT would be huge. Fantasy Star would be huge. Like they have a massive online catalog already. Hypothetically, you know, I, I think they would want some sort of grand online service similar to xbox live uh and you know they they would have to do something like that daytona usa also like they they have them xbox has a lot or sega would have a lot of online things really yeah yes because i wonder do they now go to the sports arena arena uh or area yeah. Or genre, whatever you want to call it. Well, you think? Uh, uh, sorry, okay. just to cut you off real quick. Like, if you're talking about sports, like they would have never gotten rid of 2K. Right? Yeah. Because like the the 2K sports games were Sega published and exclusive, and then I think I think that was part of probably the fire sale where 2K kind of picked uh, Take Two kind of picked it up, right? And then the 2K yeah. label became a a brand that people recognized. Yeah. So, yeah, because I, I wonder, do they now go to? Well, they probably wouldn't go to MLB. Uh, no, my first my first the... thought is uh, NBA Two K, right? I mean, that's that's the biggest basketball. That's the biggest sports game on the planet besides FIFA, yeah. right? So that so would be my first thought. To, you think they would go to the? Because I know they'll have to change the name. They can't use the NBA Two K name anymore. Why not? You know. Why not? Because they don't own Virtual Concept no more. 
That's. I mean, I'm saying though they wouldn't have gotten rid of the 2K and. Oh yeah. They. I mean, they they would still own it all. Like so they would. Yeah. And even if they didn't, if they couldn't use 2K, they could still get the NBA license and make their own basketball game. But that's what that's what I'm saying. That they were, you know, going yeah. back into sports. Yeah. Who would they like? Who uh, MLB? They would have talked to because MLB the show had already got that. I think if they did like NFL and NBA, definitely that's going to give a run, a run, uh, yeah. Madden a run for his money. But then you think about it, like man, NHL, they could they could snag them. I've re- I've have a feeling that the, if they could, people who left visual concepts. If they went back to Sega so they could make those games and everything like they used to, but you know, make it better because they now know the technology. I really think that, e- well, of course, EA probably would be like, oh, okay, they did that. We need to beef up or we need to really dig in. I think people will switch to whatever Sega sports games that they're releasing. Yeah, but also, like, you got to assume this thing's going to have third party support too, right? I mean, Mm-hmm. Madden and FIFA and uh, the show and you know all these games would exist on this console. They wouldn't necessarily have to like do this, but they. I mean, again, they could because they were so good at it. And you know, ninety nine well, and two thousand, they were so good. Like NBA two K was so good. NBA uh, NFL two K was so good. Yeah. Well, this. But then who who's the th- work? I know I feel like definitely Bandai Namco is gonna be on it. I think yeah. Bandai Namco wants to be on everything as much as they can. I mean, I think I think you would see a similar kind of trajectory that you see on PlayStation right now, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the typical stuff. Uh, you know, I I just think they have a lot to offer first party wise as well. You know, I, I'm just, I mean I'm still looking at this list finding surprises, right? Like like <laughs> remember the the FPS on Wii conduit, the conduit, yeah. uh, like that would be awesome. That would be, that would be an online first person shooter that they could do. Right. That could be their, their halo to an extent, Dude, you know, I the condom and condemned. Yeah. Condemned. condemned was, that was big on 360. Yeah. I forgot about condemned. And like, yeah. Yeah. Condemned no. could be like their kind of, well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of their like other horror games that I'm not like great at. I guess Condemned could technically be their. I'm, I'm hesitant to say Resident Evil because I don't think it. Wa- I think it was more about it's... jump scares and just being in creepy environment. I guess it could be like their Silent Hill. I guess you could say. Probably, I, I kind of feel like Condemned just stands on its own for some reason. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud. I guess now. Um. Yeah, they, they, they have so much that. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, Etrian Odyssey. Remember that 3DS game? Yeah. That could be, you know, and and. Yeah, I'm just looking at all this stuff. Golden Axe could be. I think. I think a really cool. They have franchises that could really work in really specific situations. Like Golden Axe could totally be a. I I would almost equate it to something like Fable <laughs> or Kingdoms of Amalur. You know, like a three mm-hmm. D kind of action RPG with a little bit of. Uh, you know, 
charm, but also a little campy, you know? Right. I just remember that what game that came out in, what, like 2008 or nine or something? <laughs> mm. Yeah, that game. I wonder, would they, I wonder would they do something like Odama? If they brought that series back. Well, like that's the that's the thing stuff. too. Is like they ha- they ha- totally have a catalog that Ninte- like uh, Nintendo S- Switch Online. They could totally have that too. You know, mm-hmm. they could totally have that in terms of like a virtual console or uh, whatever theirs would be. You know, they have all those classic games, and then they could make new versions of those classic games. Like we yeah. just saw how great Streets of Rage Four was. You know, and uh, we saw how great that was. And they could totally do that with with Gunstar Heroes, right? They could totally right. do that with Gunstar Heroes. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that with Gunstar Heroes? Definitely. I mean, Treasure was putting a lot of their games out on Sega platforms. Uh, definitely during the Genesis. So why not? I'm like, if Nintendo's not doing anything with Treasure, or Sony and Microsoft not doing anything, give them some money, Sega, and have them put some games on that new hypothetical console. Yeah. Like, I, like y- you would have the hardcore action stuff right there. And I think that's going to be a draw to a lot, not just the retro crowd, but that's going to be like, oh, Sega's coming hot. And if they, if just for two years, if they could keep a strong steam of games coming to their system, Nintendo's gonna be. I think I finally feel like Nintendo will definitely have some competition. Not so much Microsoft or Sony, but Nintendo gonna be like, okay, they're coming. You know, not for our heads, but they're really putting us. Uh, they're really giving us the uh, the go ahead to compete. So now we gotta better our games so we can keep people on our platform. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I I I agree. I just you know this this console this console could totally be what Xbox wants to be. I'm just I'm just mm-hmm. thinking out loud, right? Like they could totally do like a. I mean, I'm assuming there would probably be one or two consoles in between this one and the Dreamcast. At least one, probably two. Uh, they could totally do like the backwards compatibility thing, right? Yeah. They could do the Game Pass thing because they've already tried it with, with Sega TV, which they could still call it Sega TV. Uh, they could do the the virtual console thing that Nintendo's doing, mm-hmm. and then they could make all these new games. Like they could totally just, and then you could like you could have a robust online system. You could have a robust friends system. A robust kind of. And what makes them unique is they could do the VMU system. Like I was thinking about that after I said that would cost them a lot of money, but you could totally do the cloud streaming thing, right? Or yeah. like, uh, it would probably be an app on your phone at this point where that's what I was just about to say. You know, you could link it to your Sega account or whatever. And oh well, I have the app. I could totally Sonic Adventure seventy five, like the 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 Chow Garden. I could totally put this app open and take care of some mm-hmm. chows and they could t- totally turn it into like a mobile game experience too. We're like, Oh, I need more gems to do this with my, <laughs> with my chows. I guess I could go into this store and buy some. Yeah. Very like, yeah. So, uh, also like in something like Valkyria Chronicles or 
persona or something not that these features exist but they could like in that app oh i see you've played this here's your cloud save do you want to like look at your armor the way that bungie does with destiny right like do you want to look at Mm -hmm. your armor do you want to look at your stats do you want to you know dress them up different ways i don't know what you do in this app but like totally do something like that but but, and that would be cool because that cloud feature even though it may not be the full game that's on your phone, it's the side stuff that you get to do mm-hmm. that would carry over to your game. So, like yeah. you said, having that link, yeah. having that connection. And I like the idea where you said, hey, do you want to customize your character? Because that's a, the thing about people don't realize that you connect that to Sega's store where you could buy outfits. Mm-hmm. You know, full outfits for, like, let's say $3. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that does play a part in the game that your outfit may also carry like 50 or 500 gold coins or something. So when you start the game up, you get money added to your bank for you to buy materials or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, there's some uh, rewards to what people play. Because I, I really feel like when uh, was it Mitomo? Uh, what was the app thing that Nintendo mm-hmm. had before they closed it? Was yeah. it Mitomo? And people were buying stuff, buying outfits and everything for that game before they shut it down. Sega could do something like that. Like I would, I, I could picture my character in um, well, I was about to say Vagrant Story, um, and uh, let's just say Fantasy Star Online. That I could do something to Fantasy Star Online and literally have this cool outfit that, let's say, uh, Crystal Dynamics was putting something on. So now I got this futuristic Tomb Raider outfit for my character. You know, Sega Sega could do that if they wanted to. They totally could. Uh, And then, like, you could... Even in something like uh, like a sequel to Valkyria Chronicles, right? Like you could, mm-hmm. if if you want to gain some experience on the road, but you can't exactly play the game, right? Like you could go on your phone and send some units out to do like quote unquote these solo missions that you can gather up and you know and and yeah, you're risking them dying, but you could also risk them bringing great experience back for your party and level up mm-hmm. and kind of you know, do these other things. And I think that would also be cool. Yeah. Or like, also you look at jet set radio, you can go on your phone in this app and create your own tags. Right. That would be super cool. Oh, heck yeah. Tags, making your own musical playlist. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's so much, so much options for a dreamcast too that they could do. Mm hmm. Um, and I think to me, I think a reasonable price for them, if they ever did it, was would be $400. I think $400 is now kind of acceptable for people to purchase and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, we didn't, we, we're not into like the chips and all of that and the processing power. Whatever Sega wants to do with that, they can. But like you said, Corey, they have such a huge library to draw from. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I feel like that's when they really have the exclusives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
De- yeah, definitely. They could definitely utilize a lot of things, and uh, I think it would actually be pretty successful, to be honest with you. I really think if they like were like, hey, guys, next generation, we're bringing out a new console. This mm-hmm. is these are the features. All these other games, right? Like all the futures, the future of all these franchises are going to be exclusive on this console. Here's our robust online system. You can start early by signing up for your Sega account now. Pick your name, whatever. Here's uh kind of like they could even do like an interactive kind of uh browser, like you know the way that Xbox and PlayStation are set up. Like you could do an interactive kind of web thing to get people excited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they do a pack-in game just to just to do it, right? Like, even if it's just, like, a Genesis collection or a Dreamcast collection, right? Like, just yeah. to get people in. They could totally do, like, achievements or whatever. They could do all these types of things. And, uh, yeah, I also thought of a cool name just now. Uh, I don't know why it just sounds cool, and it kind of goes with the theme of Genesis and Saturn and Dreamcast. But uh, they call it the 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 Gemini, Sega Gemini. Yeah, why? <laughs> I have no idea why that sounds cool in my head, but that's what I came up with. Um, Sega Gemini. What would the controllers look like? Definitely six button. Um. You think they would have six face buttons? I think the I think the four face buttons and the two on the top. They may have triggers. Uh, well, they would. I think that you would have to at least kind of, at least have the same amount of buttons as the current controllers, right? Yeah. Just to entice third parties to be like, hey, look, our controller is similar. You wouldn't have to do a lot of control work. I hmm. I think they would lean more into Sega's, not Sega's goodness. I think they would lean more into Xbox controllers mm-hmm. and and style. But they may even do something like the Steam controllers, oh, but just make it better and and less cumbersome. I mean, they they are known to have multiple controllers on each on their console, right? Like they had mm-hmm. like Genesis, they had the three button and the six button. Dreamcast, they had or Saturn, they had that weird controller that came with Knights, right? That big round thing that kind of looked yeah. like a prototype Dreamcast controller. Uh, now that I kind of think about it, uh, the Dreamcast had fight sticks, right? Like they, 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 they could totally do that. You know, here's and, your standard controller, looks like an Xbox or Switch controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's our official Sega fight stick because we know you're going to want to play fighting games on this thing or arcade oh, yeah. games. Here's your uh, weird motion-y control things if you want. Here, You know, they, they could do all kinds of different things. Right. And then I, I was, why when you mentioned the fighting sticks, because Sega still has that kind of arcade architecture and you know, and designing their thing, mm-hmm. I could I could see Street Fighter Six being ported to the Gemini, and that be the way to play the game. Mm-hmm. Cause something, cause something about that system was seeing, uh, 
maybe to the point where it does feel like you're playing an arcade game. So loadings might even be quicker than PlayStation 5 or Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much PC. I, I can't say anything about f- for that. But it feels like if you get that game, something about Sega's Gemini will be the definitive way to play it. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think... I mean, yeah. I mean, I think... I'm just thinking about the way that the PlayStation and the Xbox are built currently and how Xbox kind of has this straight up SSD, right? Where it's not trying to be too fancy. It's just a really fast SSD. Whereas mm-hmm. PlayStation has that dynamic kind of attribute to it, right? Where yeah. some games uh, can load faster than others based on like what they prioritize within the drive. Uh, and so I, I'm thinking that this console would just kind of be set up like that, especially if they're like going to use cloud stuff too. Like remember mm-hmm. they signed that micro that deal with Microsoft to use the Azure for their super games or whatever yeah. they're calling them. Uh, and I think that would be super interesting to see. Uh, so I'm liking this idea, man. More and more we talk about it, I kind of wish this was real. <laughs> Well, it's it's because I think Sega's, like we said, Sega's in a better place. They have made games for other consoles. They have seen what works and what doesn't work. You know, um, like the Alien franchise can literally come right back to the Sega platform. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. regardless of Colonial Marines, Alien... uh, is it Infestation? Or that one that was on PlayStation 3 and 4 and it came to Switch. Isolation? Uh, isolation. Th- that one, as creepy as it is, now, if you want the Silent Hill com- comparison, mm-hmm. that would be the one to do. Mm-hmm. That would be the one to... Elias Isolation 2 on Gemini. Because of how great that game is, it's probably one of the best alien games that came that have came out. You know, and if say if, if that's going to be on, that could be an October release for Sega Gemini mm-hmm. if they wanted to, mm-hmm. and people would literally buy it. I, and I think that's when everybody was just like, well, they people who've been attached to Sega putting their games out on other consoles. Having that taken away from them, Sega Gemini will be the system for like true exclusives. Mm-hmm. Because these franchises that you want to continue to play, you have to go to Sega's ecosystem now to get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a lot of these, a lot like a, they these these franchises have such a cult following. Like, mm-hmm. I I I I don't want to keep repeating myself, but like. You know, Sonic and Sonic is like, yeah, Sonic's huge and stuff, but like, I mean, Persona is a system seller, right? Yes. Yakuza is turning into a system seller. You know, like these these franchises are huge for them. And then if you like, you accompany these kind of major franchises with like, oh, okay, well now that you're in the ecosystem, here's an Ever Oasis. Oh, you like Zelda? Here's Ever Oasis 2 or whatever, or just like a reboot. And it's like their version of Breath of the Wild, you know, and might not be as mm-hmm. good, but like 
it's a big open world kind of action RPG where you can kind of go wherever you want and explore and do things. And uh, they could totally do that. Or they could do a kind of cartoony, I don't want to say Fortnite-y kind of game, but like they could do a co-op cartoony shooter for Gunstar here. I, I still think like uh, the Fortnite-esque art style for Gunstar Heroes mm-hmm. for like a squad-based third-person shooter, like cartoony shooter, would be super cool. It'd be like that step between like <laughs> Splatoon and Gears. Oh, you wow. Know, they'd be like sitting in this middle ground. That, but it, it probably will work. In a sense. You know. And then you could have your budget titles too. Like, you could totally have, like, I don't know, they own Choo Choo Rocket, right? Like, so they could yes. totally have, like, a $20 download Choo Choo Rocket or a $30 download Super Monkey Ball or, uh, you know, and, and there's other franchises too that we never, like, Bayonetta three would be exclusive to this, not Switch, right? Because they would would have kept going there, you know. We could have got like well, Vanquish. No, yes, Vanquish. I could see. Yes, I think if if Nintendo allows them to put the whole Bayonetta trilogy on, well, I should say, well, Bayonetta the thing is, is the- like Sega would be publishing this game, and it like. Who knows if Bayonetta would have even existed outside after the first one anyway without Nintendo, mm. right? Like, let's let's not go there. But hypothetically, if it did, like that, tr- that like Sega wouldn't have let that go because it would have been exclusive to their ecosystem. Yeah, um, and right there would be a, re- a re-release. I think it would it would sales would definitely show us if it deserves a second sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and, know, uh, you know, I keep coming back to this idea that like Alex Kidd could totally be their Mario. You know, mm-hmm. I totally could do could totally do that. And uh, yeah, I I just I really love their lineup. I think I think they have a lot of interesting things. I think they have a lot of different things. Right, like you go from Sonic to Crazy Taxi to Persona to Yakuza to, uh, you know. Company of Heroes to Conduit to Condemned, right? Like, you, you just have... Ooh, wow, Company of Heroes. Ooh, that's the strategy game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, there's so many things that... They, there's so much variety, you know? And... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just I, feel like this is... This, this is... I can't... Just... Like, at, in 2022, I know they're not going to do this, but, like, if there was ever a time for Sega to make another console, this would be the. Time. This is the time to make another well, console because they, dude, you literally would have. I feel like with Sega, just even ten games alone, I don't know what they would be. That would be the strongest launch lineup ever. You get you get one game, you get a couple of games from Sega, you get one game out of Atlas, maybe something for Sammy, like you go into it, but. You do go to .mu. You do go to, um... yeah. I mean, you just have a, you just have a lineup ready of like a bunch of different things, right? Like a Sega mm-hmm. GT, I think, would be an easy launch game, right? Like, yeah, you, you would have. I would say, I would say, for a launch of a console, you would have a a, a Sonic game ready to go. 
I think Sound of Frontiers. Well, yeah, be... I know, but I'm I'm just thinking out loud and, and hypothetical, mm. right? You would have a Sonic game ready to go. You would have a Sega GT game ready to go. You would have something smaller, like a Crazy Taxi or a Jet Set Radio. Uh, and then you get you get Atlas involved, e- either Atlas or or uh, uh, the Yakuza team. You get a Yakuza team ready, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A game ready. And then, like, three months from then, you have, like, a uh, Virtual Fighter on the horizon, Streets of Rage on the horizon. Uh, I think Super Monkey Ball would also be a pretty decent launch game. Yeah. Uh, easy kind of home run there. Um, yeah, man. I the more the more I look at these franchises and what I can imagine them being is it, it the more and more I want this fake console. And, and I know that it may seem because Sega does have games for design exclusively for PC. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I mean, they. See... I mean, with with Creative Assembly and Relic and uh, studios like that. Like those are those are strategy PC games, right? Like those are simulation mm-hmm. games. Like those are totally PC. Right. I think that they could still bring that to the console, and if they wouldn't do cross saves and cross progression and cross play, I feel like they would have that ability. Well, we, still... we already know they know how, right? Creative Assembly did Halo Wars too, right? That game yeah. is pretty darn good for a uh, uh, an RTS uh, console game. Yeah, you know, so we know they know how. Also, so, with with even if you didn't want to play with a controller, you could still play with a mouse and keyboard. Like the modern consoles allow you to do that. Yes. Well, certain games do, I guess, but the consoles are set up for you to do that. Is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just I could just see the potential that would that would come out, and I really feel like. Outside of reviews and stuff, I really feel like a lot of people will go and support this system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know? just just based on what we talked about and like a potential, I would buy it day one. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, I think Sega just has to remember that. Hey, make sure make sure the quality of your games are up there because mm-hmm. if they are, people will buy them. People. Mm-hmm. Just like Switch, where people be like, "Oh, I wonder if this game is gonna come to Dreamcast." There's a possibility there is. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have Square Enix, but because you have Atlas, you you can think about it. You got Shin Megami Tensei, you got Persona, you got Fantasy Star, you got Shining Force. Like you got some of the biggest RPGs that have came from your company. Mm-hmm. Fantasy Star, Shining Force. Oh, there are Shining Force players who will be like, "Please bring the whole series over." Fantasy Star Five. If that had actually got made and announced and came out, people are going to buy it. They're going to treat it like it's. And it don't even have to be like Breath of the Wild. It could be a traditional RPG and right. be infant and be all fancy. People will go back and look at that catalog and be like, "What is this Fantasy Star?" Yeah. And bam, now that people are going back, got the history, understand what it is, they're going to look forward to Fantasy Star 5. Yeah. I mean, even you look at these like dumb kind of cult classics too, like Space Channel 5. You could totally do something dumb there. Uh, 
Hang on. What? Hang on. That was their motorcycle gang. Oh yeah, I thought I thought you were telling me to hang on because you were thinking. Oh, sorry. I was like, what? So, sorry, because uh, I was thinking of Hang On and Outrun. Outrun could be their Forza Horizon, and Hang On could be their motorsport. Uh, or what was the one? Their motor. I mean, their mo- they could totally be like their motor, or like even if you did oh, Sega say- GT, like say you yeah. did Sega GT. You could totally do a motorcycle expansion called Sega GT Hang On, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. That, shoot. Hang On probably would do better than Excite Bike. I mean, yeah, but I, I, to be fair, I think Enduro Racer was arguably better than Excite Bike at the time, anyway. <laughs> I mean, so. Enduro Racer, you could totally do like an Enduro Racer. Right. Not that I'm like begging for one, but. It's an option, <laughs> and 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 just thinking about the embark uh, embracer group, like I feel like they would want to put their stuff on Sega's platform because I feel like they want to get as many platforms to support as they can, mm-hmm. and if they could do that, if they could get, dude, just think of Marvel, uh, Marvel's Capcom. Like, you get all these fighting game franchises. Soul Calibur. I totally wasn't even thinking of all these games. Soul but Calibur. That's said, like, but that's why I said Namco and Capcom would definitely, I think, join up because those games this is, were successful on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel's Capcom 2 is, like, synonymous with the Dreamcast. I know everybody kind of, like, after the Dreamcast died, like, everybody's like, oh, I got to get this game for PS2 or Xbox. But, like, Marvel's Capcom and Marvel's Capcom 2 were like synonymous right yeah or uh street fighter versus x-men or you know what i mean like these games are just synonymous with sega dude Cove veronica remake exclusively to gemini i mean yeah i mean i uh, i mean i don't know if it, I, it would be a time exclusive, but... I, I, I would say time exclusive for but... it i mean I, I feel like it would come out out of everywhere but to have like the original Cove veronica that was on dreamcast Ooh. And the sequel and the remake, dude. You know what you get? You know what you get, Ed? For your survivor horror game? You know. You know what I'm about to say. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) Blue Stinger. (laughs) Blue Stinger 2. Dude, I honestly like I think they could actually like if you wanted to do like a cheesy, campy survival horror game in the vein of resident evil but like super colorful and almost like a dead rising esque uh not gameplay wise but like that kind of tone dude blue stinger let's bring it back let's let's remake blue stinger but keep the audio keep the dialogue from the original dreamcast game so new graphics garbage dialogue yeah that's what makes that game work so well <laughs> also uh, please keep the fire axe as the best weapon in the game i think they would which is like the second weapon you get i think oh wow it's still the best weapon oh man you no know, um even games from like d uh or like um, yeah, like D and and some of those old like Saturn and Dreamcast horror games that they could bring over. Um, 
to the console. I they just there's just so much potential for a Sega Gemini if yeah. they ever bought that game, that I console. I, I yeah. just feel like Sega's done a lot of great things in the gaming space and I know we don't talk about them a lot. You know, I mean we do because we're old school Sega fans, but like not in the way that we talk about all these other companies. Uh, and, you know, I think they do have some great IP that they, I think they don't utilize them because a, I think Sega's a lot smaller than we kind of think they are, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of development power and, uh, internal versus external studios and, uh, how many people they employ that kind of thing like they, i think they're smaller than we think they are plus they have their hands in all kinds of other businesses right like uh yeah you know especially with with the sammy brand and like atlas kind of is doing their own thing and relic and and you know they have their american studios or western studios right but like you know they really only have like sonic team and a couple internal studios and I mean, that's kind of it, you know, I, 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 but in terms of IP and what they've been doing as a business, I think they're doing a lot of smart things. I think they've made a lot of smart acquisitions. I think they have a lot of great franchises and, uh, they've kind of quietly become something that we didn't think they would ever be again, you know, in terms of like Mm -hmm. a dominant kind of here's we're sega we're here you know and it's always fun to see i i still love the classic blue logo that they still use right yeah i I love that logo um and so man now i have the itch to play all these kind of sega games even though i'm about to go play ninja turtles (laughs) uh but yeah man Uh, i i mean i would be excited if if sega tried to put out their own console again and try to do this right i mean we've seen companies drastically fail right like atari and uh in television with the amico right now is going through some crazy things i don't know if you've been keeping up on that yeah what's been going on with that it's just crazy man they they like so they they uh fired tommy tellerico uh because they couldn't pay him they uh did another round of 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 funding and they burned through that they only they only uh funded like sixty thousand dollars wow in this crowdfunding uh campaign that they did and now people are asking for refunds and they're putting them in queue in a in a refund queue to wait for to get their money back because they don't have the money to refund people Wow! They're, and this this console was, and, and the console is going to cost like three hundred fifty dollars for like a a nothing console. No offense, but like it's not an Xbox or it's not even a Switch, right? It's just this little set top box that you play. You know, it's insane. It's it's bad. I thought the Atari situation was bad. Mm. Man, I still want one of those Atari boxes, just, even just to like open up and make like an emulation box out of it but maybe i will someday i they're relatively cheap now. i think they're only like a hundred dollars now they were like 300 when they came out uh 
but anyways, yeah, that the I think like if Sega decided to do it, they they would be the company that could do it or at least be the most successful at it. Yeah, I, I think they because of their track record and their titles of games and you know them being back in the black and you know kind of be in positive and definitely. They could make some of the movies that coincide these with these video games. So you could like, yeah, I mean, but we we've seen their success with Sonic, right? Like Sonic, oh, yeah. the Sonic movies are awesome. Like I, yes. I I think I think that first Sonic movie is a legitimately fun, like kids movie. You know, like a seven, eight, nine year old would. I I think that movie is awesome. I I love Sonic in that movie. Uh, the second one, from all accounts, is also very good. Um, you know, I think I, I think their multimedia strategy is actually r- a really great one to look at. You know, with especially with Sonic, with the comic books and the cartoons and the movies, and you know, a lot mm-hmm. of kids, a lot of kids just know Sonic from the movies and the comic books and the and the you know extra merchandise. Now they don't even know him from the games. Are like, which is crazy to me, but. Also, I'm old, so uh, yeah, man. I just I love this idea. I I know they're not going to do it, but I, I think if anybody could re-enter the console space from classic gaming, it it would be Sega, be especially Sega. now. Yeah, yeah. They so. they're just strong. So, uh, but that that's going to be for everybody for. Um, Goodness, what I was about to say instead of definition. Because <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it felt like that. But Nintendo Expression Fast. Um, Corey, where can we find you? You can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Nintendo Power Block and the Boss Rush Podcast and Standard Definition and plethora of other things here on the Boss Rush Network. This was a great episode. Yes. I really feel like a part two will probably come up like what would be yeah i kind of like we we touched on the games but i would really i really kind of want to revisit this ed maybe Mm -hmm. like in a week or two and like make a each of us make like a list of you know four or five franchises you know obviously not ones that are popular now like sonic or persona but like Mm -hmm. ones we haven't seen in a while and kind of go through and Imagine what kind of games they could be. Space Harrier on this system is the Star Fox of oh, this boy. game. Space. Oh. Okay. Okay. Ah. Hmm. And I got to be up in six hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have time uh, yeah. to talk about Space Harrier or Star Fox anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just I... kidding. I, I, I think this is a good idea, though. I think we should make. I, I really want to revisit this idea because I think it's cool to imagine. Yeah, uh, that's just that you know how. Oh goodness, Ghost House. Let me. <laughs> sorry, Corey. You guys can find me on Twitter at that retrico and on Instagram. You can find me on Nintendo Pop Block, on um, Expansion Pass, other podcast apps. Uh, Talk the Walk. Uh, I don't know what I said. Podcast apps. Uh, other podcasts. Uh, Talk the Walk. Optional Opinion. World One One. And just. Discord, you can find me on bossrush.net also with the writings. Uh, but then, everybody, because it's late, it's just like Corey, I have to be up early in the morning. Look, if, look, if this wasn't my, 
this wasn't my seventh podcast this week and it wasn't almost one o'clock in the morning i would probably i probably would have done a three-hour episode on this you know and i think that's why a part two will probably end up coming yes oh it's gonna come because yeah. now i have unknown games you speak it to the right person for you <laughs> You'll be like, oh my goodness, I forgot all about that horror. I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> but with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll check you next time on the 10 Next Special Fast. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.